welcome to Bollywoodist for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. This week, we're joined by Aparata Bandari and Baisaki Roy of the Kabardar Podcast to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Karen Johar's landmark debut, Kuch Kuch Hotahe. Shah Rukh Khan stars as a widowed single dad whose late wife, Rani Mukherjee, uses their eight-year-old daughter to reunite him with his college best friend, Kajal. Will he profess his love before Kajal rides off into the sunset with Saman Khan? Judging by the lasting power and popularity of this movie, you probably already know the answer. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Uh, welcome so much, Aparita. And Baiseki, we are so excited to finally have you guys on the show. We've been chatting about this collaboration for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we all went on vacations and then (laughs) came back. Well, and you guys went to TIFF. Yeah. We did. That was not vacation. No? That was a lot of work, yes. Lots of work. Yeah. Uh, Could you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your show and how you're getting access to things like TIFF? Because as someone who lives in Edmonton, you know, Toronto is just like this distant metropolis <laughs> where all the famous people live. So it's, it's fun to see so, from afar. Yeah. So Kabar is a weekly Hindi language podcast. So I think the one way in which we're probably different than many other very good Bollywood podcasts, including your own, uh, that are out there is that we are in Hindi. Um, so you kind of need to know the language in order to understand what we're saying half of the time. Although in some future episodes, we might actually have some uh, English episodes because, you know, India, as you probably know, makes a lot of films, not all of them in Hindi. Mm-hmm. And so we need to, when we need to speak to those filmmakers, the conversation often happens in English. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we've been around since uh, February of this year. Yeah, so pretty new. Yeah, fairly new. Uh, I think we're going to be on our 31st, 32nd episode. We just recorded pretty, yeah. our 31st episode. <laughs> oh, we still good. have to edit it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and so we were at TIFF. Um, TIFF uh, for a while has been talking about representation uh, in diversity in terms of, uh, you know, not just the films that come and filmmakers, especially, in uh, you know, in terms of gender and, and um, racial backgrounds and whatnot, but also in terms of the media that attends. So uh, we were very lucky that this year they decided, um, you know, it was our first time applying and we got in. And so we were super excited yep. to be able to watch a whole bunch of films. We had a pretty strong representation from India and, and other parts of South Asia this year. So, yeah, it was really... Yeah, uh, it was a mix of good films and... Uh, yeah. And Manmarziyam. Man <laughs> and Manmarziyam. What? Is, Man, is Manmarziyam not good? We haven't been able to see it yet. Oh, okay. Well, how about you watch it? <laughs> okay. And then, sure. hey, and then we'll do a... So, you saw Kuch Kuch Hota Hai. What did you think of Manmarziyam? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I guess, yeah, I love triangles, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there is a definite love triangle. Well, I mean, if you guys have seen Hamdil Dil Chuke Sanam, yeah. Yeah. it's, uh, there are it's shades of that. Yeah. More than shades more, of it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Karan Johar and Yashraj yeah. and Dharma Productions. That's a lot of, yeah. But... I kind of <laughs> yeah. feel like at the end of this movie, Saman just kind of walked out and then ended up in Hamdil Dil Chuke Sanam. Yeah. <laughs> He was one of the busiest actors. And then walked out of that, too. Yeah, yeah, just the the adventures of a man in a really big suit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those oversized suits. Yes, lovely. Remind us of the 90s again. What was your favorite uh, film you saw at TIFF this year, though? What was your favorite film? I think there were two very distinct um, 
films. So one was um, we we both went we both watched uh, the man who feels no pain or Mard ko dard nahi hota mm. in the press screening. That looks and great. And then. Mm-hmm. And then I went and watched it as part of the whole because it was Midnight part of Madness. Midnight Madness yeah. the yeah. first time an Indian film was part of that series. And so I watched it there. And that's something that's really fresh that's come out of India. So uh, that was really good to see. Um, another film that we think is very important, especially given the current context of uh, kind of uh, right wing movements mm-hmm. pretty much everywhere, but for sure in India as well, is the documentary Reason or Vivek in Hindi by Anand Anand Patwardhan. Anand Patwardhan. He's uh, a pretty acclaimed documentary maker. He's in, been at it since the seventies. Yes. yes. So he was here uh, with his film, and then of course we had Reema Das's uh, Bulbul Can Sing, and this is the second time she has come to TIFF. Um, she was there last year with Village Rock Stars, which mm-hmm. is India's submission to the Oscars this year in the foreign language category. So yeah, it was it was great to see her yes. and her film there too. It does seem like Indian cinema is getting slowly more of a profile at film festivals around the world and not just kind of the major ones like Toronto and there's been some stuff played at Venice and some other ones, but a lot of the genre festivals like Fantasia and Fantastic Fest as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would argue that Indian films have been a part of these for a while, but it's mm-hmm. always been those festival-oriented films. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had you, you always had your sort of Sham Benegal and these other filmmakers. So-called who, art house filmmakers, yeah, or, as yeah. they're mm-hmm. called Or in parallel cinema, as they're called in India. So all yeah. these indie filmmakers, so they would sort of, their films would show up in festivals uh, for a long while now. In fact, I love those vintage photos of Shabana Azmi and Smita Patil and, yeah, at, yeah, at Cannes. At Cannes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, in terms of like just popular cinema or genre cinema or, you know, independent kind of uh, smaller uh, stories it's re- and, and not in, uh, not in Hindi, like regional cinema mm-hmm. to be showing up in these festivals. It's really cool. It seems like uh, genre films like an action movie can transcend linguistic barriers a lot of the time. Like think of uh, Ongbok like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people were watching, um, you know, movies like that back then but that got a huge release after getting that little bit of buzz and then it's out in mainstream cinemas here in north america of course so um it's almost as if just people enjoy seeing other people get punched and kicked (laughs) it's true but the challenge with indian cinema becomes especially um these days is that it is known i mean bollywood has kind of become synonymous with indian cinema Mm, and in a way has kind of overtaken and bollywood is a very specific part of indian um film output mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like you know the big biggish budget um blockbuster type of you know the, the sort of colors the the songs and dances that come out of uh, bombay yeah. mumbai but there's a huge um, thriving film industry in the southern part of india south mm-hmm. india is a huge film industry just for itself yeah it's marathi great, cinema yeah. is there too i mean all of yeah. these cinemas so i mean the 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 thing that it was interesting even at midnight madness the programmer said that he was aware of Bollywood mm-hmm. and had seen some of the uh, you know movies that plays at a pretty big theater downtown at um, Cineplex Young in Dundas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. the fact that you know there's this sort of genre cinema coming out of India, he was intrigued and at first was puzzled by. So I mean, mm-hmm. so this is the thing: is that Bollywood tends to take up so much space um, that uh, genre cinema doesn't get that kind of a. A recognition so i'm hoping that changes a little bit because uh people love the <laughs> love the color and the festivity the, of bollywood of right? streaming services Amazon. Yeah. oh yeah that's like, right kind of changed the game because yeah. there's so much uh 
regional cinema on Amazon movies mm-hmm. that I wouldn't and they're all subtitled which is great for someone like us who are not familiar with say the languages of the southern part of India but mm-hmm. quite a few great films come out from there so yeah with streaming it's opened up a lot so things so, hopefully yeah. will change and you'll yeah. see more more of these films <laughs> and the turnaround time on Amazon has been pretty pretty decent like shocking in my opinion because mm-hmm. I think uh, Aruvi played here in Edmonton Mm. Uh, couple a couple months after it came out in India, and then it was on Amazon within weeks of its screening here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I just find like the turnaround time, especially on a lot of the South Indian films on Amazon, is really quickly. Not. I, I mean, I don't want to make, make a blanket statement on all of the South Indian films on Amazon that they're all going to show up there very quickly. I've just seen some just pop up surprisingly fast. Is that one that Amazon funded? I'm not sure. Okay, because those it makes sense for them to show up right away because like Padmavala yeah, was there knows, yeah. five months or yeah. so later, right? Yeah. 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 Do you think uh, Bahu Bali is uh, moving the needle for uh, South Indian cinema as well? Because that was just a gigantic success <laughs> everywhere. <sighs> and I mean, for genre yeah, cinema, right? Yeah. It's a fantasy movie, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it had a very Hollywood feel. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I mean, was, that's... I was, even I was quite impressed actually. Because <laughs> yes, I mean, would, because the thing is, like, mythological films in India have been a thing for a long time. But mm-hmm. to sort of just see the scale and the kind of uh, effort that they put into it, I was actually quite impressed. We watched, I watched it in the theater, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I was I quite one on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> as it as it was intended, of course. <laughs> It was still uh, impressive, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, but uh, I think it it, it has spawned off the sense that, you know, we can do these type of things. Because before this, it's not that the ambition hasn't been there. It just hasn't quite translated Mm-hmm. on screen right. uh like in terms of it's it's funny like when you see the cgi team of most you know sort of big blockbuster hollywood stuff you'll see a huge section in india yeah. Yeah. and so it's always been like well why can't we make our own like good films like this and so when bahubali came out mm-hmm. it did um uh, change the needle a little bit so Absolutely. we're hoping to see more but i think what i'm specifically more interested in um is the smaller stories coming out more uh, you know a film like three Mm-hmm. which Love is screen. kind of uh, yeah or um, anything that Ayushman Khurana is in <laughs> we are yeah. really yeah. wanting to watch Andadun which is unfortunately only in two theaters, two theaters. yeah that didn't but even you come know, out here yeah, yeah didn't yes. even come out we can go see Love Yatri yeah um, but why would you do that to exactly. yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> I saw it but I would really like to see um, uh, Adhuna Andadun Andadun Yes. I haven't taught myself how to say that one yet. Um, no, no worries. Um, I'd really like yeah. to see it. I just hear we would love to there. like bring Shriram Raghavan to Toronto yes. if we can, because mm-hmm. he's he's an awesome. Like if you're talking about genre films, mm-hmm. that's one director yeah. that's actually quite interesting to to look into. I've seen two movies at that uh, Dundas Square uh, cinema. One was Padmavan. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was, and which one was it? It was Rabta. And the yeah. reason we went, <laughs> the reason we went was because I had already seen Hindi Medium. Yeah. And you thought, mm, Matt doesn't need to see that one. Let's, let's and the, the trailers, <laughs> the trailers said from the makers of Budlapur. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in, in that movie, they had made an effort. Uh, it was a ripoff of a very successful South Indian movie mm-hmm. called Magadira. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it, the makers haven't ever officially acknowledged that, but uh, it, it's it's just a chance Bollywood takes sometimes on really successful 
South Indian films. I don't know if you've heard of Arjun Reddy. Arjun Reddy. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Shahid Kapoor. So it's being remade. Yeah. Um, I didn't so like it are... personally. I didn't like Arjun Reddy at all. Hmm. It was a weird, but it is supposed to be a uh, path breaking film <laughs> for in, Telugu, in, cinema, for Telugu yeah. cinema because yeah. Uh, yeah, for its use of language and just being straight up. <laughs> I don't know, bold. <laughs> I just definition of bold yeah. covered so many things. Yeah. <laughs> I just I didn't I didn't care about this man and his issues. Yeah. You know, but Rapta was that. Rapta yeah, right. was one of those missed chances, and Bollywood likes to take chances on big budget. Um, successful south indian films so. like they did with dharak with dharak they Or, remade okay, sairat yeah completely ridiculous yeah, yeah. yeah. i saw it oh, moving back <laughs> to the podcast i'm curious as <laughs> to oh no 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 we went totally off track <laughs> no no that's that's podcasting for that's you. podcasting <laughs> yeah. moving back to the podcast i'm uh curious uh, what inspired you guys to to start it both besaki and i are uh, you know reporters bollywood lovers well <laughs> yes that but we're also journalists yeah uh, i'm an arts and life reporter and i've been sort of uh, you know doing this beat for for a while for like yeah. well, let's well whatever like two decades or so mm-hmm. and besaki has been much younger she is <laughs> not much younger but i was um, i used to be a beat reporter back in india i i was a news reporter then i did lifestyle to a lot of culture lifestyle i've done it all so after i immigrated to canada i did the i i've just freelance and i've been with um, various publications um, the metroland media group in uh, toronto reported mostly on immigration right <laughs> that was a new thing so yeah. as a, as one so one of the many outlets that i freelance for um and this is apartha is uh the cbc and so yeah. you know like have a familiarity with audio um have been super interested in podcasts in general i'm mm-hmm. a consumer a, a fairly decent podcast consumer and always noticed that there was um this kind of a missing market of hindi podcasts hindi i mean there is content. some Generally. there is some for mm-hmm. sure but i mean just in terms of what i would like to hear uh, just you know the production value and whatnot um and actually i really wanted to start a hindi language podcast for kids because mm-hmm. besaki and i are both struggling with this teaching right. Uh, our language to, to our, children, our yeah. children but that's a pretty big task and i thought well let's see if we can start with somewhere and you know get into this whole let's actually put a podcast out there and while yeah. in besaki and i whenever we meet we used to talk a lot about inevitably <laughs> inevitably yeah. we would say yeah tune what picture dekhi or like did you see that film or yeah. can you believe what you know blah blah and it was just one of those things where we would we would constantly talk about i cannot believe these themes or i yeah. cannot believe this character yeah. and and we just felt that we wanted to present our perspective as two women who have well, various ideas yeah. yes who are film fans first and first yeah. foremost for foremost but also have lots of ideas and opinions on um hindi cinema because as far as i'm concerned uh it is popular culture but it yeah. is also um indicative of of life in india uh, in india yeah. and uh, you know is uh, fashions our culture in a in a significant way so i wanted to we wanted to bring some of that kind of uh, conversation to hindi films which can often otherwise be kind of you know laughed off half of the time mm-hmm. right absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah well i was absolutely shocked when we started our show that the um top 100 podcasts in india and pakistan are 95% in english It's a yes. lot of just the same mm-hmm. things that are popular in um UK, Canada and US. So I'm happy that new content that is actually built for these markets specifically 
is getting up there and getting into people's ears because who cares about Joe Rogan? You know, <laughs> let's, let's, let's hear what people have to say for their own culture mm-hmm. in their own language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Joe Rogan is fun. I'll, I'll <laughs> listen to him every now and again. <laughs> okay. Occasionally. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no, I mean, it kind of made sense. We were like, I mean, these are Hindi films that we're mm-hmm. talking yeah. about. So, you know, they're being consumed by, Hindi speaking people for, for a significant part, but it is a pretty nascent industry uh, in India. Podcasting is mm-hmm. still not a big thing over there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, for sure, the people who listen to them would be listening to what the global kind of reach of, of podcasts is. Um, once I guess more people get on um, to the platform and really start consuming podcasts, that might change. Yeah. But for the, for the moment, yes, it is a very English dominated field for sure i'm just excited to see uh, you know u.s hegemony challenges at every turn right <laughs> so you know it's good to have all kinds of different voices on there i think and i'll point out we're all canadian yeah everyone, everyone <laughs> yeah, on this call I mean, you know oh for sure i mean of course canada would canada would produce a hindi language podcast <laughs> of I mean, where else would it come from yeah. <laughs> of course now because your podcast is in hindi uh, we've listened, but we don't understand it. <laughs> I will say, I thought the audio quality was very good. Um, certainly better than most of our episodes. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us, uh, for, for those that do speak Hindi or, or those that don't, what, um, what we can expect in a typical episode of your show? It's mostly reviewing new movies. So we, um, I mean, so the way we've always described it is that, as Basaki said, it's a podcast by two Hindi film fans. fans. Yeah, not a review. So it's not yeah. necessarily reviews because we feel that a lot of reviews are out there and a lot of good reviews are out there and people can often listen to yeah. Rajiv Masan, Anupama Chopra, like all of these people. So what we like to do is we like to go to these movies and then kind of just present our thoughts and and oftentimes they're informed by our sort of lived experiences um and by issues that we find um ourselves talking about more and more uh as especially as they're reflected in popular culture and like i said these are um things that then kind of live on in 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 people's minds so we're uh, i mean yeah i mean it's a fun thing but it's also we're also trying to tackle some issues, um, you know, like misogyny and sexism yeah. in uh, Love Ranjan's films um, and a bunch of other yeah. things. <laughs> I hate um, those movies. Matt's never had to see one, but they're... I've heard about it. Oh. So, um, yeah, so there is that. Um, but each episode, we, we also like to have fun with it. So we, we kind do. of... Uh, we also, because we've grown up watching Hindi movies, so we want that experience, a lived experience to sort of come out in our episodes um, because a lot of what we've seen has also sort of shaped our mm-hmm. young impressionable minds growing mm-hmm. up. Which we'll and talk more about as we talk exactly. about Kuch Kuch Hota. And I think we've evolved and our movies have evolved and we look back and we question stuff and we reminisce. There's a lot of nostalgia. So it's a mix of everything, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, but we do, I mean, we do tend to also um, present, we have this segment called Filmy Cabrain. So yeah. we, you know, that's kind of like everybody loves a bit of gossip or yeah. whatever. So, but But also you know, news um, that might be of interest. Um, we also have this one segment called um, Gito Ka Ghanchakar. Which is Aparita's brainwave. And because music is such an integral part of Bollywood. So I think it's the best part of our We just podcast. present, yeah, snippets of songs that Stuff, we might be yeah. thinking about for various reasons. Yeah. You know, And it's right up there in the beginning of the episode. And a lot of our <laughs> listeners say it's just so nice when you just 
tune in to hear this familiar tune that you haven't heard for 10 years and suddenly you guys pick this tune up and you know so yeah it's just it's just a little hit uh, copyrights and yeah. whatnot <laughs> um and uh, and we also often i don't know we just try and have a little bit of fun with our other segments like we have something called our twist garen which we try and present twists to yeah. various movies like love ranjan's films <laughs> because <laughs> um, and uh, and uh, because we've grown up with people who have been crazy film fans so a typical uh, setting would be in the weekend we'd watch a movie and our uncles and aunts would be or our cousins would be you know i would have done this differently mm. i would have mm-hmm. had salman man so we <laughs> so we that's the whole out twist kare means let's let's give twist, a twist let's give this a twist mm-hmm. uh, literally translated so that's one of our that's, fun that's segments that's from a song where, right Yes, yeah. and that was the play yeah. on yeah, out to scurry. Yeah, the Mahmood song. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So we do yeah. That. So and then first, I keep we keep on coming up with new with new segments, segments and yeah. ideas. I don't know. We're just really trying to play with the format. We have uh, we have some specific things, but we're also just trying to understand what might be interesting to our listeners. Well, podcasting is such an intimate experience that. It does it is just sort of like listening to your friends talk about mm-hmm. a movie they heard. We get that mm-hmm. a lot of people saying, yeah, I don't have anyone I can talk to in my life exactly. personally about yeah. this, so it's nice to hear someone else. And you can also, you know, email or tweet at people and get your voice heard for good or for ill. <laughs> well, and yeah. that's I mean that's essentially why we started the podcast and I think why We didn't have anyone to talk to about it either. Yeah, I think why a lot of Bollywood fans who are not South Asian <laughs> um start blogging and start podcasting because um we don't know anyone else who watches these movies <laughs> and so we're trying to you know connect with people who do and and learn more about them because we're still um so so new to this yeah. you know because we didn't grow up with it and i still can never pronounce anything <laughs> mm-hmm. um but there's also been uh, some some interviews on your show and uh i saw that there was a tiff film critics round table which i pressed play on and then it was all in hindi <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although we kind of uh, everybody diverted into English yeah, for, for large chunks of it. Oh, yeah, so, so I should and, fast forward and find the English bit. You should. You should. Yeah, because um, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's 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 a struggle for for a lot of people to sort of maintain Hindi at, at an even keel, especially if you don't sort of use it on a regular basis every day. Um, yeah, so we had a critics roundtable. So this year, as a, as we mentioned, because of this um, TIFF's uh, interest in diversity of media representation, that. actually um hosted quite a few uh film critics from India mm-hmm. and so we happened to know a bunch of them um and we all got together in a in a office room and uh, very bad audio quality but um, but we yeah had them all sort of uh, talk about films that they saw and uh, what their thoughts were and we all uh, dissed on Manmarzia yeah. for two people oh man you're breaking my heart over here <laughs> Watch it. You might like it. I, I mean, probably so. will. I haven't. I haven't seen an Anirag Kashyap film I didn't like. So uh, um, this might be the first one. one. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, we'll let you know. Yeah, we're we're the only two fans of Bombay Velvet. Yeah. That you oh, find. Oh. no. Actually, I quite I, I, I enjoyed okay. it oh. for, for four people. For yes. Yeah. Four people. Yeah. I mean, we have issues with it too, but yeah, but we but we we the saw worst. the vision. It's not the worst. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So if, <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, well I think now it's time to move into uh the movie of the hour, Kuch okay. Kuch Hota Hai, yeah. which is celebrating its 20th anniversary. It came out on Yay. October 16th, 1998. 
Uh, so things were different back then. 98, 98, 98. Yeah, 98 was a different time. Yeah. So as uh, <laughs> as Matt and I have mentioned, we've been waiting to see this film for this moment. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we hadn't watched it before planning this I episode. I hope it lived up to your expectations. You know, it's 90s, kinda... I love Bollywood, and uh, I get a, a, a great joy out of going back to the different decades and, and mm-hmm. seeing what the movies are like and how things have changed. The 90s is one of my least favorite decades of Bollywood, unfortunately. I, I, I wonder why. Oh, what? Did you miss the 80s? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I think like 50s, 60s, and 70s I really enjoy, and then contemporary I really enjoy. But yeah. the 90s, I like Dilse a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was not that popular when it came out, right? Uh, it was in English. It didn't do well. Yeah. It didn't make any money. Commercially, it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Critically, it, it did well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was the same year as... Kuch Kuch Hotehe. Yeah. So Shower Khan had that, had both of those, both of those love triangles. Yeah, he was dancing on top of a train as well as in the back of a truck with people playing music. Yeah. As I recall, on the way to the uh, summer camp. Oh, those yeah. hippies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's continually being on top of moving vehicles. Yeah. But, but I find that there's a lot of affection for 90s Bollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess because we're all in a way, um, well, Basaki and I are children of the 80s, I guess. And so yeah. the 90s are kind of like our, you know, this is when we were in our 20s. We were just kind of um, looking sort for of, love. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But, um, no, so we were, we were, I mean, we were what? We were just becoming our, I mean, you know, in India, it's a little bit different, right? You lead, you lead such a sheltered life mm-hmm. until basically you start working. And that's when you really sort of step out of the house and yeah. start, you know, you have, I mean, you have your own sort of social set and whatnot, but really to, to be seen as your own person in a way, um, that's kind of like that time. And uh, so, you know, a lot of us are sort of working or university or doing yeah. things like that. I was sort of 19 really... when Kuch Kuch Hota, I saw Kuch Kuch Hota for the first time. So. Yeah, I was 21. Yeah. So, so yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's part of, it's kind of like that formative part of your right. your life which sounds a bit strange that you're talking is, about yeah, the 20s yeah. and formative but yeah. but in many ways it is and so I think that's why a lot of people it sort of reminds them of simpler times uh, especially our generation it's it, sure. you know uh, the, we we weren't uh, in a we weren't so tied to our cell phones at that time there was more time for things we were just kind of you know like I said stepping out of the house so there yeah. was a lot of time that we spent with friends yeah. and colleagues. Everything was colorful, and... everything was positive, there was music, there, there, was, there was just uh, a lot of, it was, it was pretty. Um, yeah, so there yeah. is that. I mean, there is, it's nostalgia really mm-hmm. is what you're hearing from a lot of people, especially when you asked on Twitter um, for people and then they're coming back to you with, with things like Jojita Waisikandar and yeah. Rockford. Like this is all part of that whole mm-hmm. Same era, same sort of time. Although Georgia was kind of a little earlier, yes. but still, but still yeah. that idea of the school setting, mm-hmm. you know, friendship, love, yeah. yeah, perennial Bollywood favorite subjects. Yeah, I was really surprised when we asked about people's kind of favorite um, Bollywood school movies or college movies that no one said Three Idiots. Yeah, no one. Three Idiots came later, yeah. and um, it's just—I uh, mean, it is a thing, but it's. That was a social. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't seen more. It was not all fun and games. I yeah, think. I mean, it was. It was. Yeah. It's set in a school for sure, yeah. but because it had such a strong kind of a messaging behind it. Whereas things like, 
you know, I suppose we were just, I mean, before we started recording, we were talking about student of the year. So that would be, mm-hmm. you know, a comparable film to something like Kuch Kuch Hota Hai mm-hmm. or, or Joji Da Sekandar, where it's like very, it's school, it's friends. It's like, it's not necessarily about, you know, messaging yeah. and yeah. all of that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah, it, it becomes a much, it becomes a heavier film yeah. versus something like Kuch Kuch Hota Hai, which is, it is not even in the same, right. like, this is Karan Johar, you know. It's well, ca- it's just cotton it's candy. It's Karan Johar 20 years ago, yeah. so it's like... So it's like saying the Dead Poets Society is your favorite uh, movie about uh, North American yeah. school. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so according to Wikipedia, I never know if these translations are accurate. <laughs> the title okay. means something, something happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally, yeah. yeah. Literally, yeah. that is That's something, something... Means. So something something refers to the kuch kuch, kuch, kuch. Yeah. hota hai. Yeah. Kuch kuch hota hai means it's just like you know you get a little feeling. It's like okay. you know, yeah, it's like a, it, yeah, <laughs> it's not the something something happens. It's like you get a little feeling. Something happens. You like a flutter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Butterflies, that kind of thing. Yeah. Red, reading red literally, it does sound like a Nancy Myers movie. Like it's complicated, <laughs> or um, you know, something's got to give. Like. Yeah, I got, that is a phrase, I suppose. Or it, it's not a Nancy Myers film, but I think uh, one of my favorite slash least favorite film titles of all time, Everybody's Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, then why do I need to watch it? Yeah, I'm glad they're fine. I'll go see some movie where they're not fine. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's just, it's nice to know that in this movie, something is going to happen. Yeah, you know, it's also like um, with Hmm. Karan Johar. So so this is the thing with a lot of uh, Indian films and that whole cinema. You'll see the numerology, you'll see the Mm -hmm. letters and all of that sort of stuff. So, you know, a lot of these nonsense things come into play because of those things as well. Like the two L's in Karab Karab Single. Or Sing is Bling. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I wish I yes. wish some more things happened in this movie though. Um, <laughs> we'll get to it. There's really this like the one. Enough, there's really the one thing that happens, and it takes three hours. We'll get to it. Uh, so as we mentioned, movie, eh? yeah. yeah. So as we mentioned, this was the directorial debut of Karen Johar, who's mm-hmm. uh, gone on to be a huge, huge, important an, indus- an industry unto himself. Yes. 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 He's a selfie on. industry onto himself. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's awesome. filming a new season of his talk show, Coffee with Karan. So oh, wow. yeah. we have that to look forward to. Oh, <laughs> Which God. I find more entertaining than his films sometimes. <laughs> I do. Yeah. He definitely gets a lot of surprises oh, the shade, happening. That's the shade that people throw at each other is like awesome. In that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so mean. He's constantly asking everyone to rank all the actresses according to how they look. And I'm yeah. just like and how good they are at acting too. Yeah, yeah. But that's also very Karan Johar. Yeah, yeah. yeah like exactly. it's 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 really a window into his persona. He's a, he's a, bit he's a scary, catty, but catty sort of person. Yeah. <laughs> it stars. So moving back to Kuch Kuch Hote, it stars Shah Rukh Khan, Kajal, Rani Mukherjee, Salman Khan, Sena Saeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Farida mm-hmm. Jalal. My favorite. Mm-hmm. And Anupam Kher. And yeah. Johnny Lever, Matt's favorite. Everyone's buddy. Johnny Lever. <laughs> His parts were the, some of the most bearable parts of the movie. He is he is what? present for a lot of the movie, but I feel like you just didn't hear his voice for the last hour or so. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's standing around a lot, but his subplot really didn't go anywhere at all. And it was he learned to love India. Yeah. Did that make more sense if you speak Hindi? That this guy really likes England for some reason, and then yeah. the grandma convinces him, "No, India is better." Like, yeah, India is better. <laughs> 
And then that's all he does. <laughs> that's all he does, yeah. yeah. It's the random message that Karan Johar throws into his movie, right? You so, gotta, you gotta so get much. that Jai Hind message in there somehow, oh, but yeah. usually it's a bit more subtle than, wait, that guy likes England? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so just a, a few more kind of um, interesting background info before we go to our break. The role of Tina, which was played by Rani Mukherjee, was originally written for Twinkle Kana. Oh, right. And she <laughs> turned it down. And Twinkle Kana was, or still is, Karen Johar's childhood best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, the episode of Coffee with Karen with Twinkle Kana is one of my favorites. Because <laughs> she, she digs into him. It's yeah. pretty funny. She's got the receipts on that guy. Yeah. Um, the, the college scenes were heavily influenced by one of my all-time favorite TV shows, Beverly Hills 90210, uh, (laughs) and Archie Comics, which I think is pretty obvious when you you look at this love triangle. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was the highest grossing Indian film of 1998 and at the time was the third highest grossing Indian film ever. So it was a colossal hit at the box office. Um, it did exceptionally well overseas and was the highest grossing Hindi film outside of India, until Cabby Cushy Cabby Gum came along. Yeah. Okay. Unsurprisingly. Uh, it won eight Filmfare Awards. Wow. Including Best Film, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Art Direction, and Best Screenplay. Art Direction. Art Direction. I was going to say the same thing. I was like, what? The But I guess no other movies that year stood a chance. Not still say, not Satya. None of them stood a chance. Satya? It beat Art Direction for Satya? Yeah. So the Filmfare Awards are popular awards in India. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about how Filmfare Awards are awarded. There's a clear demarcation between, so all the bad popular films, there's no other way to say it, it's common knowledge, all Mm. the bad uh, Bollywood films that make the most money are in the popular category Mm. and those are the films These awards are bought, essentially. They are bought by the producers. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you can list them, but uh, (laughs) it means nothing. Uh, and no, I believe I, I need to go back and check, but I'm and we'll cut this out if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure that um, the the critics categories this year, for the most part, the awards went to Satya. Mm, yeah. Okay. Hmm. It also went to national film awards, including the best film for providing wholesome entertainment. One of my favorite awards. awards yeah. <laughs> so again, the national awards in India have this category for the most popular film. They started introducing categories every year just so to acknowledge the. behemoth that's bollywood because influential people big producers big money so there's a whole there's a critic's choice there's a popular choice so it's the same with the national awards too uh got wholesome entertainment they have films that specifically um i think gadar was given the award for promoting national integration that was (laughs) a separate national award yeah Yeah. Well, so uh, they do these things. That's really interesting <laughs> considering the Oscars this year was going to have oh, the yeah. popular <laughs> yeah. film award, which was widely suspected to go to uh, Black Panther because it was mm. a gigantic mm-hmm. success, but may not make it into the best picture running. And mm. I wonder if uh, the American awards are going to find that they also need to differentiate between what people actually watch and what the critics prefer. They, I mean... They took a stab at it and it got really rejected. Yeah, yeah. it got rejected. It it got canceled. So, but when they announced it, I did laugh because I was like, "Oh, it's like the Indian (laughs) Awards. They're gonna separate things." This is amazing. This next note, (laughs) I am. I I I was pretty excited to reveal this to you. Um, So, there's an animated remake in the works. (laughs) 
Rocky. Okay. Yeah. It's gonna be a dog, oh. Rocky. Oh, <laughs> but uh, but oh, no. Shower Khan, Rani Mukherjee, Kajal, and Anupam Kher are all set to return to their roles and voice these anthropomorphic animals. Well, Anupam Kher <laughs> will be in almost any movie, so that makes sense. Yeah. But he's got a TV show now. Like he's probably yeah. Busy. He's on what the uh, New Amsterdam, right? New Amsterdam. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Vijay Kapoor. Yeah. He's been tweeting about it quite. Yeah. Prolific. Just voiceover work. This just makes me wonder, like, so are animals also going to have a summer camp? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't every day a summer camp when you're like a cat or whatever? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, It does seem like the project might be getting shelved indefinitely. Um, But there is a whole Wikipedia page with like an image of what it might look like. Oh, If people (laughs) want to check it out. Um, Interesting. Check out the show notes for that one. And also recently (laughs) in interviews, uh, Karen Johar has talked about potentially making a sequel and who Mm. he would cast. Um, Shockingly, he would like to cast Ali Abbott. (laughs) No, yeah. No way. John D. Kapoor, yes. And Rambir Kapoor. Wow. All right. Well, I think that brings us to, to Interval. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a break and then come back and, and, and discuss what we really thought of this movie. We can go in depth on this one, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to be playing a uh, song clip from the title song from Cooch Cooch Hota Hey. So this is Cooch Cooch Hota Hey. Ab to mera dil jaage na sota hai Kya karu hai Kuch kuch hota hai Long time uh, Biffle heads will know that uh, ATB is one of our biggest sponsors. Uh, but they have started a brand new podcast called We Are Alberta that I'd like to talk to you about for a minute. So what's a financial institution doing producing a podcast? Well, it's simple. With over 300 branches and agencies located throughout Alberta, ATB is uniquely positioned to shine a light on the treasure trove of untold stories in the farthest corners of our province, that being Alberta. Every month, join host and ATB economist Nick Ford as he explores Alberta's geography, its businesses, organizations, and its diverse and fascinating people, all viewed through an economic lens. In the second episode of We Are Alberta, the shape of Alberta's energy sector is changing, and so are its workers. Listen to an interview with Ian Wilson, the Edmonton Chapter Director for Iron and Earth, a company led by oil sands workers committed to incorporating more renewable energy projects into the industry. For more info on We Are Alberta, check out atb.com slash learn slash podcast or find it anywhere pods are cast. As many of you know, Matt and I call Edmonton home. Edmonton is the most northern city in the Americas with over a million people. It's a diverse, vibrant, and admittedly cold place, and one that we're proud to call home. I am thrilled to share with you that a new podcast is taking root here in Dirt City. 
Otherwise is a variety podcast dedicated to empowering diverse communities living on Treaty 6 territory by sharing stories of lived experiences. The show will highlight Edmonton's collective ethno-cultural linguistic diversity and heritage and reflect on who we are as a city and bring about positive change. So whether you're a fellow Edmontonian like myself or you're interested in what life is like over here in Canada, you can find Otherwise at otherwiseshow.com where you can listen to the first episode in which the Otherwise team discuss the reasons for wanting a platform that showcases the diverse stories of the others living in Treaty 6 territory. So that was the title song from Cooch Cooch Kotohe. And uh, we're all feeling much um, enlightened and wholesome after <laughs> hearing that song again. Huh? Takes us back to a more innocent age. They shot that in Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that was cool. Mm -hmm. Did they? Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That was neat. Um, but, uh, yeah. They're, they're just randomly in Scotland and Mauritius for no reason. Well, it just looks cool. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. I, I love those those sequences where uh, suddenly, you know, there's a there's a song and you're in a completely different location. Yeah. I mean, yeah. your favorite one is from Chris 3, which you can see up there. No, it's oh, not. Yeah. And my favorite one is Dilse. No, you're a pretty big fan of the uh, um, Rithik Roshan and Kangan Aranawit in the desert one. Because I like laughing yeah. at it. <laughs> no, no. It's, I, I think it touches you in a certain Okay, way. sure. <laughs> but, but, uh, I, I mean, Rithik Roshan's abs touch me in a certain way. Oh, uh, you wish they did. Uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, the story of this film is pretty straightforward, though, I'd say, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we have a, a romantic trio in um, school time, university time, college time. And, um, you know, maybe the wrong couple ended up together. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I don't know if it's the wrong couple. Or maybe it's just showing that more than one lifelong love affair can happen at the same time. Maybe there's that. So we have uh, Shahrukh and uh, Kajal at university. They have a, a friendly rivalry relationship. They play basketball against each other all the time. And it seemed to me... Yes, very badly. This is the worst... <laughs> Worst basketball I've ever seen in a movie. I thought the basketball in Quimlagaya was bad. This is worse. I mean, I'm pretty the sure... The dribbling was just... Oh, yeah. It's awful. Like, Kajal's supposed to be a tomboy, but she does not know how to dribble that ball. Yeah, and in... in they can't uh... even pass the ball to get dribbling. And they're constantly traveling. Yeah. They in... do not know the rules of basketball. In Quimlagaya, I'm pretty sure if you're literally flying, you're not traveling because you're in the middle of a dunk, like, across the... Across the whole thing, but like, yeah, it's it's better there. But uh, yeah, they they have a sort of relationship where it seems like everyone in school basically thinks like, oh yeah, these two are meant to be together. They're the king and queen of school. Everyone loves them, and someday they'll realize that instead of being friends, they could be more than that. But uh, Rani Mukherjee comes to school, and she's uh, Anupam Kher's uh, daughter. Yeah, and he's the principal, right? Yeah. So um, she's a much more glamorous uh, woman than Kajal is. At least, at least at this point in time. She's definitely the Veronica to Kajal's Betty. Mm -hmm. And um, Ashark is immediately spent. Um, just turns on a dime. Like, oh yeah, she's the one for me. And how is all of this being told to us, Matt? Well, it's being told to us through an extremely <laughs> long letter. Which... Um, <laughs> so, Randy Mukherjee... Yeah. Um, she must have very uh, small handwriting. Because um, it looks like it's maybe... Two or three pages long, but it's an hour and a half of movie. Um, but uh, 
I mean, there's there's some long song sequences in there. I guess, yeah. It would be like, and then we we had a song for a while. That's one line. And then, so then we got back to this happening. But uh, Randy Mukherjee and uh, Shar get together, and they have a daughter named Anjali, mm-hmm. who's named after Kajal. Mm-hmm. And uh, tragically, Randy Mukherjee's character, Tina, dies uh, from movie sickness. <laughs> from childbirth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's one of those really dramatic, um, yeah, you're going to die, but it's not like gross. It's just... It's she just, looks, for being on her deathbed, she looks great. Yeah. Um, but uh, what she has done uh, for her daughter, Anjali, who's just been born, is write her a letter that she's to read on her birthday every year. And she writes eight of them. Yeah. Yeah. No letters after she turns eight. Yeah. Well, in the eighth one, uh, we learned that uh, Tina from Beyond the Grave wants uh, Anjali to find the other Anjali and get her back together with her father. Yes. So Anjali essentially kicks off a... This all makes so much sense. Yeah. (laughs) My God. Anjali kicks off a one-girl parent trap style operation Mm -hmm. to get her father and her father's best friend back together and it's very one parent girl trappy. and one grandma yeah one parent girl one tra- grandma yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and uh this is mostly done by means of the neelam show which <laughs> that must that's got to be based on a show at the time right because i there was there was no such thing as the neelam show but there was neelam there was neelam yes, yes. oh so she's a real person yes yes she's oh, okay. uh, yeah she's, she's an actress real, yeah she's acting as she kind of reminded me of uh, what the Much Music VJs would be like at that time. Just kind of super peppy and just kind of keep teens interested in them. Yeah, because uh, India at that time uh, also had a pretty strong VJ culture. Yeah. Like, I mean, so MTV had Channel become TV. very big and the rival was Channel V. And these two had these VJs, uh, with, you know, who became personalities in and of their own and are oftentimes would actually morph into movie stars like Poorab Kohli came mm-hmm. that way. We have a whole bunch of them. What's his name? Ranveer Shori. Like, mm-hmm. they all were VJs They're before, right? VJs. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's that kind of a character huh. who, uh, who, yeah, the peppy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Anjali's a big fan of the Neelam show. And it seems like everyone in the movie does watch it because yes. um, Kajal's character, Anjali, also watches it. And <laughs> it doesn't seem like a good show. It seems like she just stands in a crowd of people and has them say random things into a microphone. Like, but how is that a show? It's also really funny that that's at the point where she keeps narrowly missing Sharks. So, like, something yeah. happens while he's on TV and she just turns around and then <laughs> misses him. So that's that's always entertaining. But uh, she also in- uses the idea of summer camp to entrap her father. Yes. Which did not see that an hour, or if not more, of this movie would take place at a summer camp. Well, it does make sense if you think of the parent trap aspects of it. Yeah, I guess so. You know? Yeah. That's all about summer camp, or at least yeah. the first 20, 30 minutes is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what uh, young Anjali does is uh, kind of coerces her dad into... Well, her dad leaves town and she says, I'm going to go to summer camp. And with her grandma. grandma. When the grandma's like, yeah, I'll also come to summer camp, which I didn't know. That I, it's a very parent and grandparent uh, allowing summer camp. That was a little bit weird. But uh, yeah, um, that's where old Anjali, I shouldn't say that. That's where Kajal lives. Old Anjali doesn't sound as... Well, it's where she works. She works there, yeah. yeah. It doesn't sound as good to call her old Anjali. But... Uh, that's where she works. And uh, meanwhile, in her life, she has become engaged to uh, Salman Khan, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. in this film basically just seems like an okay guy and doesn't really have any other characteristics to <laughs> mention, right? Like, 
he's nice enough. He's just not the he's just not the main romantic hero. That's really the movie because there aren't really a lot of subplots, and it's <laughs> just trying to rekindle this old yeah magic that they had together. And we, as the audience, are very happy when they finally come to their senses. Mm-hmm. Did I get it all? I think I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Shah Rukh Khan eventually. Uh, goes to the summer camp to get his daughter and, you know, is confronted with Kajal again. And He brings one double bag fly. that has at least, like, 16 different costumes in it. So that was also very impressive. <laughs> Which you thought were all ill-fitting. Oh, yeah. The suits in this movie are atrocious. They all look like zoot suits, basically. Um, you know, all the way down to the ends of your fingers, these super long jackets. Um, <laughs> I usually do like the style in... Like, Hamdel de Chukai Sanab. I thought Salman mm-hmm. looked pretty good in that movie. But in this one, they're all swimming in these giant jackets. So I, there was a style like that for men's fashion in the West, but I guess it really caught on in India. Well, from what I understand, Karen Johar uh, really wanted to showcase Western clothing in mm-hmm. this film. And he was flying to London and spending tons of money on the costumes for this movie. I'm sure movie. this was a horrible problem for him to fly to London and buy a lot of clothes. He probably didn't like that at all. Well, they were, they were worried that it was raising the budget, like uh, increasing the budget of the movie to buy like all this DKNY and Gap and whatnot. Huh. But it, it is showing that they're all wealthy people, basically, like a lot of uh, Hindi films. Karanjur is also a fashionista, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so, I mean, him and his friends, like, he's best friends yes, with Manish right. Malhotra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, you know, Farah Khan is there, and you see them in the film also in a yeah. small clip. Um, but, uh, and Manish but, yeah, Malhotra I'm... did do the costumes here. Yeah. 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 yeah, so, I mean, I mean, he would do the makeover stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. So, no, I mean, yeah, so this is interesting because, uh, so the aspirational... Uh, element of things, right? I mean, the whole sort of wanting to wear brand name is still, uh, and and especially Western brand names is still a pretty big thing. Um, Like, you know how people, you know, I mean, you wear brands over here, but it tends to be a little more subtle. In India, they like to tell you that we're wearing Mm -hmm. Gap and whatever else that they're Mm -hmm. (laughs) wearing in big orange (laughs) hoodies. Um, So, so yeah, I mean, Karan Johar would have done that, but the suits um, would be something that would be stitched at your local tailor, <laughs> and then wherever you are, whether it's Bandra or Delhi. And um, they often will follow a certain dated style yeah. more often than not. It's getting a bit better now. In the 90s, it was, sure. we were not quite that. Yes. Now it's, yeah, the this, this sort of Western wear that's available in India is, is quite more trendier. But at that time, you only had, like, I remember, like, buying, like, when I went to, used to go buy for, you know, friends who were guys, like, we had our very sort of limited range of things that, that yeah. we could buy, sort of professional Wear for yeah. I mean, suits are generally sort of stitch. Yeah. You get sort of stitch suits. So things are different now. <laughs> but yeah, you saw that crazy fashion. So we were seeing this film for the very first time. But as you mentioned it, you both saw it when you were 21, 19. Yeah. Uh, and I'm curious, what's it, what's it like watching it 20 years later? So we've totally dated ourselves. Besaki, yeah. I'm going to let you go first because <laughs> you were the Shah Rukh Khan fan. I was. I think <laughs> um, I watched it. So, so how do I feel watching it now? Um, no, but first tell us how you, how you saw it first time. First time was, well, we had this, we had this thing. We, we were a huge Shah Rukh Khan fan club. Uh, a lot of us were Shah Rukh Khan fans, men and women. And uh, we used to catch all his movies uh, um, 
there was a concept called first day first show oh, yeah, yeah. so the first time it came it into a movie theater uh we drop everything and the first show would be at 10:30 in the morning so i think we skip class we skip class we bunked college is mm-hmm. was the term at that time so second year of college i think so we all went to the metro theater in downtown mumbai mm-hmm. and uh, we caught the first day first show we were also in the throes we had just come out of dilse right so we were uh, in the throes of sharuk fever you were uh, <laughs> <laughs> i was uh, and um, yeah watching it then um sharuk khan was his usual um, charming self uh, which is what uh, most of us loved but a few things uh, stood out for me in that movie even then especially because um, uh, i looked a lot like kajol <laughs> mm. i was a tomboy i was a for darker skin tone than um um the usual i mean we are of a certain skin tone so i i, I basically identified with kajol because uh and there is the scene in the movie which uh, for the first time i think i did not like uh, shahrukh khan's character <laughs> is where they meet uh, where anjali dresses up oh, in these yeah. fluorescent mm-hmm. uh, to brutal. impress That's such an asshole and, yeah and yes he was and that is where that is one scene where it was just uh i i i felt deeply for her i mean mm-hmm. the way when she broke down and um that was one scene that stood out and then you you know you, you forget and you carry on <laughs> and the songs and the dances happen and the ridiculousness that is salman khan happens and, but he does it again <laughs> too know? he he gets that crowd of children yeah yeah man like you know Girls can't yes. play basketball. This is the yeah. exact same thing that that basically ruined their friendship the first time. And then he gets right. a bunch of kids to yell at her again. Right. So yeah, so no, he was pretty mean and uh but uh like I said we I did not know better. So after that little blip of a scene, I sort of uh you know the Shahrukh Khan sort of charm. Mm. Uh I think a lot to do also uh, about uh, the thing about Shahrukh Khan was that He had this really um amazing personal story mm-hmm. where he was married he's married to his childhood sweetheart he's never been linked to an actress blah blah so in a 19 year old's mind that it was as a 19 year old was like oh he's he's such a great guy you know so mm-hmm. so the shahrukh khan charm over and the myth around him and his story and and believe me we did uh, we did read a lot and mm-hmm. know a lot about shahrukh khan then uh we um So I think all that factored into the fact that uh, uh he was still like our number one mm-hmm. Bollywood hero and uh it was just an entertaining two and a half three hour movie that we enjoyed at that time essentially all of us pretty much did So I'll tell yeah. you my thing before we tell you what what happened yeah. 20 years after Yeah um so I watched <laughs> I watched this movie so I had moved to Canada in 1998 mm-hmm. um in May. And so this was like one of the first it wasn't really a date movie. I mean it wasn't a date. But I did go with somebody who I think our parents were kind of hoping that something ah, would happen, but it was like it one was of those date movies. No, it wasn't it wasn't even a setup. It was just kind of like we just went for a movie yeah. and you know and then the parents held their breath. Um <laughs> so we went for this movie and uh we were late, which is why I watched it a second time. So I contributed to that overseas box office collection. <laughs> um 
and the thing for me was was that I was never a Shah Rukh Khan fan. Mm-hmm. I only liked Shah Rukh Khan, I think, in a couple of things, and it you know till then one was a TV series that the, yeah, Fauji, the first time that we really actually sort of got to see Shah Rukh Khan. That's and, the one raised in the army, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, and so that was the sort of unaffected, you know, yeah. the sort of not hamming entity that he became later on. <laughs> um, by the time he comes in Kuch Kuchoda, I found him ridiculously annoying. So yes. I was never a Shah Rukh Khan fan per se, mm. but this was the first movie that I did watch. I, I'm pretty sure the first movie that I watched in Canada in a theater after moving here. Um, and for me, it was like super nostalgic because I was... Uh, I had moved here with my family, but, you know, I, I was missing my friends. Um, I had very strong, uh, we say college, but really school, university, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I had very strong friendships. All of them were in India and I was super, super missing them. Um, so there was a lot of that, but it was also a weirdly discombobulating movie because it's yes. so aspirational and so Western in a way. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, we don't all dress in Gap over but anyway, whatever. <laughs> this is Karan Johar's thing. Um, and, um, at the same time, like, uh, Besaki said, for me, I think I, it was less about Shah Rukh Khan. It was more about Kajol mm-hmm. because, uh, she was a character that I think a lot of women will probably, and at that time, and we're sort of talking about the context of 1998, mm-hmm. would identify with, with, you know, being not quite the pretty one, not right. quite the whatever one, um, somehow, you know, trying your best, but nevertheless sucking at it, right. you know, and just that kind Friend of zone. Yeah. <laughs> so just that whole kind of, you know, just, just the, that whole thing and the whole, you know, the, the sort of ugly duckling transformation, yeah, yeah. the whole Cinderella type of thing also that the movie plays on, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you, it's, it's like, no matter and I was studying things like post-colonial literature. <laughs> so it doesn't matter, like all of this stuff, you get sucked into that kind of narrative in, yeah. in a way it's very subtle. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I, I remember, I remember those scenes. Um, I remember the scene that uh, Bethaki mentioned where, uh, you know, he's, uh, he laughs at, uh, so uh, there's this thing where, uh, because, uh, Shah Rukh Khan is interested in Rani Mukherjee and Kajol is sort of really feeling left out. So she dresses up mm-hmm. in order to impress him and then, you know, ends up in this pink and orange confection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say there. that's not as bad as him telling Kajol that they slept together after she got drunk in DDLJ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's done worse. Yeah, like a lot of these, so a lot of the plots of Hindi movies and, you know, we'll have a longer conversation about this when we talk about watching it 20 years later. Mm-hmm. But a lot of, uh, because these issues are becoming especially more relevant, especially right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it isn't as bad as that, but it is, it is kind of like, you know, the laughing at her, but then at the same time kind of consoling her. Yes. But that one scene. But there were strangers at the, in DDLJ. Yeah. Yeah. Inappropriate on many levels. Oh my God. <laughs> they were complete it's strangers. Like, no, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. so many problems. Yeah. But um, in this one where, you know, that scene where he's consoling her and then Rani sort of yeah. walks away and then he holds her hand. Yeah. That was such a stab in the heart. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what? That was intermission. <laughs> so, no? Yeah, yeah, it was intermission. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I understand. Uh, I understand the sort of Bollywood structure and why that that was. And why Karan Johar thinks it would make a good poster still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was like, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, things like that, it really kind of, um, it, it, it touched you in a way that Bollywood is very good at doing. It sort of really draws you into its melodrama. So that was us back then, that 20 was- years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so now 
we watched it again. Aged <laughs> like a fine wine, huh? Oh, yeah. No, it's so, it's, it's just, yeah, oh God. it's so cringeworthy. I mean, where do we begin? Where do you even start? <laughs> we start with the red sari scene. <laughs> I think every scene almost was problematic in that movie. The so we are we are not that, we are not yeah. talking about this film in the context of Me Too. We're talking about it yeah. in the context of conversations that are going on right now, even as we're recording mm-hmm. this episode in Bollywood with regards to sexual harassment, with yeah. regards to issues of consent and all of this sort of stuff. So yeah. it's an incredibly dated movie. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Yeah, now, everything from just. Um, just the women being shoved around from yeah. person to person and this whole onus of marriage and settling down mm-hmm. and um, and when you say Salman Khan being yeah. you know good enough that is literally literally till date one of the things that women have to regularly deal with in this thing yeah. if you because you know I mean yeah we talk about how you know the whole arranged marriage concept is now very modern and you get choice and blah 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 all of this sort of stuff mm-hmm. um, but when there is that yes but if the women question Still, and this is still happening. If the women question and sort of say, but no, but you know, there's, we don't quite like this about this guy or we don't, it's still such a, but why, why are you making such a fuss? Fun, why are yeah. you being so difficult? Why are you, so Salman Khan being just good enough is actually a thing. Like this, yeah. this it, it means something so much now. It's, it's really quite interesting. I found Shah Rukh's uh, character incredibly, we were talking about this boorish, yes. re- mm-hmm. like incredibly annoying um, Every single scene. What you yeah. talked about, you know, him him sort of saying to her, you still can't play basketball. Like little things like that, like the constant demeaning yeah. of Kaju. I mean, and, and it's played for laughs in this. Um, and, and Karan Johar has himself said he cringes <laughs> when he watches this movie <laughs> now, but I think he's cringing for different reasons. Like it's, yeah. it's an incredibly cringeworthy movie mm-hmm. for us. What did you guys think? <laughs> I think... We had a similar, I mean, without having seen it um, 20 years ago, I think that we had a, a similar reaction um, and that it's just, it's very, very dated. And I have a hard time getting on board with a movie where the romantic lead is acting the way he's acting, especially towards the the women that he's supposed to be romancing. Yeah, he's constantly nagging casual, um, you know. And I, yeah, I, I... I love Kajal so much and I, you know, I love, I love that perfect unibrow. And I think, I think you really do feel for her in this movie and the way that she's constantly getting shoved aside. It's like a Cinderella type thing. Like, you know, what else could you do to her? You have to identify with her. Otherwise you're a monster, right? Yeah. And then even when, you know, Rani Mukherjee is no longer in the picture, he's still picking on her. Like it's just, it's, I I found that uh, a hard pill to swallow. And then, um, I, this film is 20 years old, so I, I don't think it's going to be a huge problem if we reveal the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but for anyone listening who, you know, doesn't want to know. Everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> they all fall down that big staircase, just like, you know. <laughs> just rolling down in those yeah. heavy langas and yeah. jewelry. And just I was worried about that. There was a, you know, last, last movie we watched from the 90s, that staircase was a killer. <laughs> that's so. true. That's true. That was Hamhapke Hinkun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was such a sad yeah. 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 But that, I, I would say the Hamhapke Hinkun has a much more um, lighthearted, bent to it because mm-hmm. like Simon Khan is basically just the world's nicest guy in that movie but the men in this one are not yeah and and that's what and that's yeah. that's what I'm getting to so if you don't want to know how the movie 
ends. Uh, you can, you know, fast forward or, you know, go watch it and come back to this. But the resolution being that Salman Khan just grabs her hand and like walks her over to Shah Rukh Khan. Exactly. Like, he is giving her to him. It's the men who are making this decision. Decision, exactly. They're just being pushed No, so, I mean, yeah. So this sort of just goes into like, so in many ways, you know, uh, this movie is uh, for all for all the sort of modernist type of, you know, we're very Western. We look, mm-hmm. we wear Gap. It sort of it perpetuates extremely traditional ideas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that whole Shah Rukh Khan consistently saying things like there's, you know, yeah, like there's oh, you fall in love once, you only, you know, marry mm-hmm. once and whatever <laughs> crazy BS that is. Um <laughs> So there was that. And then there was, you know, the sort of handing off of the woman, like she's property. Yeah. I mean, she is still considered property in many ways, Absolutely. sort of chattels and all, and mm-hmm. whatnot. Salma, I mean, and wh- what we were sort of talking about, um, you know, in, in, in Bollywood, this is the issue that we have is the way in which a lot of things have been normalized for such a long time. Like even that red sari scene yeah. that we're talking about, like sort of the whole sort of one sexualization of women in general, but you know, the wet sari, the mm. kind of unraveling of the sari and all of that sort of stuff. It's interesting. It's still considered romantic. I know, but it's, it's like incredibly creepy and yeah. incredibly predatory. <laughs> um, but, but we've grown up with these things yeah. and we, we for a long time, I still would consider that whole pallu thing, like quite, you know, the sort of long, uh, sari, uh, uh, scarf thing that happens yeah. over your shoulder, like yeah. quite, quite, you know, if it catches somebody, tugs it for you you used to think oh this is so romantic but really no it's not <laughs> um uh but for me actually the classic case of that whole thing is actually salman khan in mene pyar ke remember that where he consistently is giving her different dresses mere rang mere rang wear, wali, yeah that then song. he wants to see her in every outfit and she has to and do the big reveal in the end in the short dress yeah. like i mean now when you come back to and these are like iconic movies iconic songs yeah. or whatever when you come back to movies like this and so kuch kuch hota as well you're kind of like the idea of this romance is, this is cute, very troubling yeah. like the yeah. idea of yeah romance cute, is yeah. very 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 troubling Absolutely. it's yeah so it's 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 and really, some of the top filmmakers of the time perpetuated it yash chopra is known for his whole uh the the piece that he does with his heroines right he does a signature dance piece oh, yes, in yes. all his movies it is to showcase well, some would say just to show an empowered heroine and all, but it's basically to showcase really her beauty. The whole white, sa- the chiffon sari romance mm-hmm. is all the Yash Chopra brand of romance to show the sensuous woman. The rain dance is a mm-hmm. is a Yash Chopra trope, right? And so, so these, uh, Karan yeah. Johar takes all of these things and you know gives it to us in exactly. kuch, kuch, a very yes, modern, yeah. ostensibly yeah. modern twist to it. But mm-hmm. it's all it's all there. And so to watch it now, twenty years later. It's actually incredibly problematic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that's yeah. that's my impression of kind of like what Karen Johar does, or or what I see him doing over um, his filmography is he he takes these very traditional Indian values and presents them in a polo sport. Yeah, presents them in a mm-hmm. in a westernized modern way, but at the root of them, they're still very traditional. Mm-hmm. It's all about loving yeah, your family. Oh, wait, that was the wrong move. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, even in his very recent outing in, I mean, Lust Stories, uh, he did for Netflix. 
um the sort of uh, uh, well no no last stories remember okay, the thing yeah, that he yeah, did yeah. for netflix yeah. where uh it's interesting like how he's talking i mean it's okay. it's an interesting thing where if you haven't seen it it's about a woman and sort of discovering her own sexuality in a very interesting way but it's all couched in that same kind of traditional uh, and and the women are presented very sexually overtly um in the way that they're dressed and stuff so he on the one it's it's a weird kind of a combination on the one hand he is incredibly uh like he is taking risks actually mm-hmm. but then at the same time he couches them in these kind of familiar tropes or conventions or narratives and so you kind of are like are we really pushing the needle over mm-hmm. here or are we falling back uh into some of these old yeah. arguments oh. i don't know i feel deeply yeah. conflicted about Mushkill also has the guy who will just not give up on the girl who is not interested in him whatsoever at all which yeah. is a trope we've seen in yeah. quite a few uh hindi films but and the only way to get out of that is to die is to is, is she <laughs> dies <laughs> like yeah. he can't he couldn't just make a movie where he doesn't get the girl because she doesn't want to be with him he has to literally like kill her off. You don't yeah. see her die on screen, but Only still, Jeff like... can save you from Rumpia Kapoor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is actually probably <laughs> true in real life as well. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Escape Ali Abad. Anyway, so um, what were we saying? I know I was saying actually part of this reason, part of I think the issues over here are, um, and these are issues that are rampant in in many industries and certainly in Hollywood as well, uh, but are being um, brought to the fore even more, especially recently, is that there are so few f- women in you know whether it's in writer rooms or in crews or whatever. There is like just such a lack of that kind of representation. that these kind of narratives are perpetuated things are changing a little bit i think uh, just over the last couple of days um like you know well, people in mainstream are... bollywood yeah it's 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 a very gradual change yeah. yeah but but yeah for the most part it's still like an old boys mm-hmm. club and uh, you get to see it in the stories well, very well with very defined roles for a heroine and a hero yeah like it's yeah. interesting to me the whole kind of casual makeover i mean Sharu keeps on, you know, laughing at her that oh my god you're wearing a sari. It's like it is so annoying. It is so bloody annoying and especially because I've been wearing saris for like a long time. And it's kind of like why is this such a thing? Like why is a woman in a sari like such a thing for for Indi- for a lot of Indian men? It's such a bizarre concept but yeah oh now she's grown into this woman and now she's wearing a sari and yes. you know let me tug on this sari and let's this do that whole ridiculous scene where the God. wind kind of blows off her sari and she's in her heaving bosom heaving <laughs> And that's when he realizes that oh my god this oh, yeah. is the woman <laughs> in her entirety <laughs> yeah cuz he couldn't he couldn't possibly fall in love with her when she's wearing track track pants and has her bangs and a headband yeah. his expression in the scene kind of confused me i don't know whether he was confused about <laughs> i don't know what he was paying. oh that was, was all confused. under there That's i don't like, know hmm, my basketball rival is surprisingly hot <laughs> <laughs> exactly so that was she the... can not only beat me in basketball yeah. but after i you know almost but let me just undo her sorry <laughs> over there oh, just, oh my god yeah. that scene yeah. mm-hmm. jeez Yeah, I mean Bollywood's notion of romance I hope will progress. 
Yeah, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Just... <laughs> I, you know, before the, the Red Sari scene, though, I did like when he's pretending that he can hear music, and he's like, do 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 Oh, yeah. And then she's like, no, I, I can't hear anything. Yeah. I did like that. That's a bit of movie magic. But then afterwards, it's like, oh, no, you're just peeling that sari off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a little weird. No, there are moments in the entire... I mean, again, like I said, I watched this when I was, you know, 21, and it did move me in a way. I mean, it's, Kajol's character did speak to me in some ways. Yeah. And in some ways, you know, it, it's still... it's. It's still sweet, some things, but I think now we also, um, I mean, I would watch it as a movie that was made 20 years ago and, and sort of remembering, I don't know, remembering like good times. I'd never watch but it. Na- I mean, I, yeah, I'd, I don't know if I'd watch it like again and again and again, but every now and again, maybe I would kuch put it on. Kuch kuch hota. <laughs> would you show it to your children? No, that's a no. good question. Yeah. No? No. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it doesn't even have an entertainment value for me anyway, a- anymore to show it to my kids, like uh, to show it to my kid that she would enjoy what aspect of it. I, I don't think. I mean, in general, it. I'm not. Karin Johar's oeuvre is not necessarily yeah. one that, you know, one kind of. Really, the only I think the only uh, song my daughter really knows is um, of Kar, any Karin Johar movie is probably from Student of the Year. Yeah. Radha, Radha. Uh, yeah, that's a fun song. one. Yeah. I like that song. Yeah, yeah. It's performed incessantly. Yeah. <laughs> Radha likes to move that desi Radha body. Uh, yeah. So we, I have to again. So you know, you have to change words, and they're incredibly. Oh my God, problem. My daughter does a pretty Canadianized version of Adil Hemushkel. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she she has a pretty strong Canadian accent when she. Sings, but she loves the title track of Edhil Hemushkil. I don't know why it's the piano and the just the soulfulness of whose voice is it? Arijit Singh's voice, hmm. the title track. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she it's loves that. Song, that's yeah. the only. That's a good song. Yeah. It, it's a little too dramatic for a nine-year-old to <laughs> sing, but then she connects with it. She she loves it. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think which movie there. I mean, it's so this is the thing in. Typically, like it's a bit, it's a bit tricky with Bollywood movies and trying to show it to our children. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. with Hindi movies, because we grew up in, we grew up in a context where these movies were everywhere, and you know, yeah. we had other things sort of going on to kind of make it palatable, or or at least in a way they kind of made sense to us. Mm-hmm. But for our children who are growing up outside of India yeah. to try and I mean it, it we, we we would need to do huge amounts of explainers first mm-hmm. of all and kind of point out all these which I mean which we have to do they with popular culture anyway in, you'd have to general. explain Johnny Lever probably <laughs> <laughs> Can mummy. you explain him to me? Queen Elizabeth, mummy. Oh, uh, my God. Which explain? at that point I found hilarious. I still find it funny that he calls the Queen mummy. I like his, like, obviously homemade Union Jacks all over the place. That's kind of funny. <laughs> it's almost like he's in a cargo cult or something. Like, he's heard about England, but, like... Well, Karan Jahar blew his budget on all the, you know, <laughs> gap. Uh, yeah. sport wrote whatever <laughs> things that he bought so and plus uh shooting on in scotland mm-hmm. and losing light yeah yeah it's like ridiculous stuff i was so i was expecting um like this college narrative i was expecting this uh love triangle at the school i was not expecting for i think the bulk of the film to take place at this summer camp and mm-hmm. I think I think that's that doesn't do the film any favors mm-hmm. because 
The summer camp is excruciating. Gigantic tents. Like, Anjali's tent is the size of our apartment. Like, I just... I just. This is where Hogwarts got their inspiration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't know how anyone can care about all the stuff going on at this summer camp. And Nothing these, is going on. They have, like, dances, and then it rains, and then dances, and then it rains. And, and these then... child actors, having to spend so much time with these child actors who... Oh, the little kiddo doesn't talk at all. Why was he invited to the wedding? I was wondering about that, too. <laughs> who was invited to the wedding? The little kid who doesn't talk. The kid talk. who doesn't talk. Yeah. He was at the wedding for some reason. Isn't he just a random kid that is at the summer camp? He, he was a very cute kid who came in a lot of Indian ads. People really mm. liked that kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he does have some wisdom. Hans, that he there's drops no other on reason. There's no other reason mm-hmm. for yeah. him to be in that movie. No, I mean, so again, so this is the thing, right? This is like India trying to produce something that is so foreign to mm. um, its culture. Like at mm. that time, I mean, now it's different. Now we do have like a yeah. whole bunch of very uh, interesting summer camps and whatnot. But at that time, summer camps were no. not like we didn't yeah. have summer camps. What are you kidding me? You just yeah. sat at home and <laughs> half of us were like latchkey kids or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of like what they think summer camp is like, you know. It's okay. like this idea of this This is what it must be like. So, yeah, so in India, we, 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 we don't have these camps. And so it's like Karan Johar's idea of a summer camp. Mm. Just like it's like what Karan Johar thinks Beverly Hills 90210 would be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did seem like a couple steps removed from, well, they would be intense, I guess. There's like a fire pit, uh, other activities, and adults are allowed to be there for some reason. I'm curious if there was actually a script for this movie or if it was just like scenes and then they kind of just improvised. Well, from, it sure looks like that. from what I was reading is Karen Johar had an idea for this high school love triangle, this kind of Archie scenario. And he put it in a drawer and didn't know what to do with it. And then he also had an idea about um, a a widower whose daughter tries to reconnect him with, um, or tries to find, essentially tries to find a mother for herself and tries to like set him up. And so he merged the two ideas together. <laughs> and that is peanut butter and chocolate. They take, 100% they, they take what you yeah. So a lot of Karan Johar's movies are also sort of these kind of, they're very personal in some senses. And I think, right? Like, I mean, well, for many filmmakers, you know, your movies are actually intensely personal. But I think for Karan Johar especially, I think he sort of works out a lot of his issues um, through, his through his movies. Yeah. So his apparently his first love was Twinkle Khanna, mm-hmm. is what he says. is It is inspired from his, his real-life heartbreak of not being with Twinkle Khanna. And uh, this is when he didn't know he was gay? This is when he didn't know when he was gay. But he as still she hasn't says really on... quite acknowledged. As she says on Kavi with Karan, the reason why he was in love with her was because she had a very thick mustache. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of good zingers on that episode. <laughs> that was a good episode. Yeah. That's why they had the mustache on Rani Mukherjee in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just... No, yeah, I mean, so this is how movies used to be made a long time ago in India, where you kind of just yeah. made them with ideas and there wasn't really a script or there wasn't yeah. really a sense of this is how the story is going to go. You know, you, I mean, so back in the day, essentially movies were basically produced by you having access to actors. Like if you knew an actor, if you knew a producer, 
And if you knew a somewhat decent director, Mm -hmm. you could just get a movie made and, you know, they would kind of figure out a story. Like it wasn't really a story first type of a thing. And I think this was, uh, I don't know how much Karan had already like sort of like how much he already sort of had set down. And, you know, I think Amir Khan was one of the first people who actually asked for, started asking for bound scripts and stuff like that. So I don't know if he was one of those, this is what the story is and this is what it's going to be versus just having certain yeah. ideas. Let's throw it all together. And oh, okay, can you like people? I mean, this is part of Bollywood lore, right? Like yeah. you would have script writers on the set writing, writing scenes, dialogues. Yeah, scenes and dialogues and whatnot. So I don't, I don't know how much of that was in clay over here, but it certainly does have that feel. That let's also add this, and let's also mm-hmm. we don't. How do the two? How how does she find out that it's actually? How does Kajol find out that actually this is Tina and? You know, what's his face? Rahul, Rahul's, Rahul, right? Rahul, Tina yeah. and Rahul's kid. Let's add, throw in this Neelam DJ yeah. character. What, like, I mean, it's just... There's also, there's this huge trend of special appearances in Hindi yeah. movies. Oh, yeah. Right? Which is, which Salman Khan was, well, a glorified special appearance in the movie. Because that whole scene, I remember watching when you just see Salman Khan's back. Nobody knew it was a well-guarded secret that Salman Khan is going to be in that movie. Mm-hmm. So... The theater just erupted when he made his oh. entrance because he was a surprise package in the movie. I still remember that. So, mm. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, because at the beginning, they keep on just saying, right? The pundit just says, Exactly. <laughs> she's not she's really a difficult woman to get married. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh my God. Yeah. Like everything is going against Kajol. Shah Rukh Khan has said that um, because Karen Johar was so inexperienced, that he had to help him out a lot on the making of the movie mm. and kind of explain kind of how things worked. <laughs> and so I, I would certainly buy that, um, that some of that is them kind of putting it together in the moment. Yeah. And he did, he did shoot some, uh, some improvised scenes, which, which have ended up in, ended up in the film. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, the biggest star of the movie has to be the main song because it has gone on to feature in all the other Dharma productions. Right? Oh Yes. <laughs> Yeah. But that what? I mean that's 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 just those are just yeah. Do it, Matt. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. You're uh, much yeah, better. it sort of begins begins every every film. Um yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's I don't know how much of uh, you know the, the main star and how much of it is just kind of personal mm. whims and uh, what do we call it with anurag uh, Indulgence. indulgences uh, mm. but yeah this is this is exactly what what you know this is exactly what a lot of old school bollywood is all about right i mean you have the karan johar had the privilege to fail in this one mm-hmm. it's 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 a hap, it's it's good for him that it went on to become this sort of big huge success kind of a thing and he didn't really need and to change if, his formula at all though his his first movie did great so why you know change your approach to characters or anything like mm-hmm the market seemed to like it. So he never had to change. I mean, I think he is doing slight things slightly different, or at least that's the sense that I get in reading about him. But in, in that, what I appreciate perhaps is that he is uh, a good director in that he lets his writers now uh, tell the story and he doesn't change it too much is what I've heard. I think heard. he's just... Um, the good thing that he's doing now is he is using his power and influence to give a platform to mm-hmm. to new filmmakers, writers. Yeah. writers um, I think, yeah, he's making up for all the damage he's done. It's <laughs> good. What about oh, the yeah. chemistry between uh, Shah Rukh Khan and Kajal? Because that was a big selling feature of the film. And I think, unfortunately, because he spent so much time making fun of her, I 
didn't think it had that DDLJ magic. He makes fun of her all the time when they're together, and then for yeah. a lot of the movie, they're not in the same room. So, so the, the, there's so much being talked about their chemistry, and their their uh, hardcore Shahrukh fans or film fan, Bollywood fans will always say they make the best on screen uh, Jody as in couple. Mm-hmm. So they're still called the most evergreen and uh, Rohit Shetty tried to cash in on that oh for Dilwale. And the thing is, if, uh, if you watch them together off screen interviews, things yeah. like that, they have never come across as acting with each other. I think it's just that off screen camaraderie that spills onto the screen. So I don't think they've ever taken each other Seriously, yeah. they've just done it for a lark. They've just done it for Karan, for our friends Adi and Karan. It's 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 a very family family affair. I don't think they've ever taken filmmaking seriously. as seriously as their fans have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, um, but yeah, they just do. And the reason why I think they, in my opinion, they I think to show him constantly nagging Kajol is okay because that's how they are in, uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's. Mm-hmm. It's a friend thing, it, and it just translated into screen. Just do what you're doing, guys. Just do it in front of the camera. I think yeah. that that's the direction both of them. I found it incredibly painful to watch the two of them, especially I loud. Uh, I found her more painful than. Yeah, but yeah. even even the scenes like you know when they come together uh, afterwards and yeah. they're kind of like this whole thing that oh you know it's been a while and uh, you know you look different and yeah. all of that like that whole it was so laborious yeah. and so torturous oh my goodness I and was and just kind of like, as, a, as as a personality too right like off screen she's she's this very she comes across as a very um, strong willed woman so she looked in in a lot of those sari scenes where he's toying with her sari and saying really oh you're wearing a sari or he untucks the sari and she's not able to she looks so uncomfortable in those scenes mm-hmm, yeah. she seems like please i wouldn't do this you know and she i don't think she would but uh but this is karan johar's idea yeah. or whatever like whoever karan johar and Shahrukh khan apparently his idea about yeah, sure. no i mean it just it just looked pained i think yeah. it sort of shows um it didn't look effortless it shows it karan like, johar's yeah. kind of uh naivete as a filmmaker yeah. mm-hmm. he he just couldn't i i didn't buy them really as as a couple per se it was a sweet idea but you know it was just i don't know the chemistry wasn't there for me i think ddlj or even kabhi khushi kabhi gum i think was probably a bit better chemistry wise anupam kher and that uh, teacher though they seem like they had something going on <laughs> yeah and that was the creep <laughs> today's day and time they would just be behind bars yeah. this is braganza and uh, oh god uh anupam kher's character right, with her skirts flying up yeah. and yeah. for all the students to definitely uh, an hr yeah. violation at the least yeah <laughs> God, he is the pr- he's the principal. <laughs> he probably shouldn't he's do that. Principal. Yeah, but uh, horrible. Yeah, well, I'm sorry we made you watch it. Do you want to ask them <laughs> no. how they twist the ending? Oh yeah, what's how would you change the ending to uh, suit maybe a modern day palette? I still stick to my all fell down the stairs and every <laughs> black yeah. screen. That's my <laughs> yeah. It's a crazy I, tragedy. I win. <laughs> yeah, I did not say that in jest. I stand by it. <laughs> what about you, Aparita? It's very dramatic. He basically there's a handoff of the cargo from yeah. one man to another. So. Yeah, and then Kajol should have just kept on walking right through, <laughs> just mm-hmm. kept on going past Charukhan, oh. and he just walked into her own sunset. 
Yeah. <laughs> While dribbling a basketball. So that would be, she is better. <laughs> that would be very uh, Beverly Hills 90210. It's like when Kelly Taylor chooses herself instead of um, Dylan or uh, Jason Priestley, Brandon. Brandon. Exactly. You talk well, about what this would you... a lot. <laughs> it was a pivotal moment in yeah. Beverly Hills 90210, Matt. I've seen every episode. I am pretty what partial. What would you guys do? I am pretty partial to the uh, everyone falls down the stairs or <laughs> um, uh, Kadra walks away. Uh, dribbling a basketball well or maybe it's like a uh an, a usual suspects type ending where she's just been playing him the whole time of being bad at basketball <laughs> and she goes out and then she just crushes a dunk like yeah mm. I've, I've been messing with you for 20 years <laughs> i i think i i would want ghost randy Mukherjee to show up at the end she did oh Lord. yeah yeah she, but you actually bollywood now that, that is exactly what a lot of the filmmakers in the 80s and 90s would do. okay ghost. so ghost rani Mukherjee comes oh. out yeah i would like her to show up at the end and just burn it all down oh, <laughs> oh. She, does, she does show up in the end yeah yeah she, she does, does. She, she does make an appearance but i'd like yeah. her to actually yeah. wreck everything for her just be like no burn it all down it's so different age. genres all together now. yeah you're yeah. thinking kind of an om shanti om style ending yeah i guess yeah, the, uh, yeah. The whole thing i think the logical stuff. thing for a woman in that situation would just be i'm done with this drama this laying us too heavy yeah. both you boys go home and i need to change and shower and get into bed you know like she wouldn't other. choose either of them yeah. so you yeah. two have a lot in common marry each other <laughs> you two look really friendly. Yeah, you could you could share suits. I I don't I don't I don't know if people are ready for that love story. Maybe. <laughs> Karen Jahar is. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he is. He certainly is. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for coming on, Aparta and Beisaki. Thanks, Erin. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> thanks, Erin. Thanks, uh, Matt. Really, where, this is fun. Oh, good. Where can people find your podcast, Kabardar Podcast? So, Kabardar Podcast is at kabardarpodcast.com. Makes um, sense. Hope, we'll hopefully send you a link and you can post it up, but it's k-h-a-b-a-r-d-a-a-r-podcast.com. And we, will ha- we have all the uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts links from there, or you can just hear it on our website. Great. We're also and, on SoundCloud. Uh, oh yeah, nice. Where can uh, our listeners find you on Twitter too to catch up with what you're on going on every day? Oh yeah, so it's at Kabardar Pod. So again, Kabardar K H A B A R D A A R Pod, and uh, our we, individual Twitter account. Yeah, so, so just I'm Aparita and at yeah. at Aparita at Besaki. So yeah. that's at A P A R I T A and at B A I S A K H I. Great. So if you're interested in some more trenchant analysis of, uh, analysis of films, check you guys out on Twitter and on Podcatchers. Thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Erin. So, Matt, we will be back in two weeks with our fourth annual Hindi Horror Halloween episode. Yeah, this one might even be good. Uh, I I don't know if I quite look forward to this every year, but... We keep doing it. Yep. So we're checking out some uh, horror movies and, uh, yeah, looking forward to it as ever. <laughs> yeah, so so join us in two weeks for uh, for, for the spooks. Uh, in the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Well, we're on Facebook. Just search us. Uh, Tumblr. <laughs> it's facebook.com slash Bollywood is for lovers. Close enough. Um, yeah, tumblr.com slash Bollywood is for lovers. No, Bollywood is for lovers dot tumblr.com at Bollywood Pod. I'm at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. 
I'm at Aaron E. Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. Apple Podcasts, Audio Boom, Spotify, Stitcher, all your podcast type apps. Put an app, uh, put a put a review on one of those. That'd be good. Selected episodes are also available on G Radio. And pretty soon here, we're going to be listed on Hub Hopper. So yeah, keep an eye out for that, you Hub Hop, you Hop Heads. <laughs> uh, if you're a fan of the show, please leave us a star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we'll read them out at the top of our next episode. We have a couple to read out uh, for our next episodes. So that's great, but we always. We always need more, and uh, it really it really helps us know what people are enjoying about the show. Uh, while you're at Apple Podcasts, you can also subscribe to my other show that I do weekly with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art and the Movies. Uh, we are currently working on an episode that is comparing Sunrise and Wings, uh, which were the two films that won the Best Picture Oscars in the first year of the Oscars. So if you're interested in that divide, of kind of a high art film and a popular film and and how both can be awarded in the same uh you know movie awards ceremony we'll be discussing that that's the one yeah okay yeah. great sunrise well, is one of my all-time favorite movies so if you really want to like see into my soul watch sunrise there you go see into aaron's soul <laughs> um yeah so see you in two weeks <laughs>